Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Engineer of What podcast. You have myself, Nathan Westfall, and Ricky Warden. Hello, hello. How's it going? It is one more last week without my boss, so it's uh, it's been interesting. Last week in so, terms of she's still been gone this whole time? Yeah, she's been gone this whole time still. Yep. Still gone. Oh, so wow. she returns. She's, well, she's flying in right now. She's like probably on the flight right now from Hong Kong. So. Oh, wow. Flying into J. Yeah, she's going to get into JFK at like midnight and is going to drive Jeez. back home. I and hate those flights. I so I don't think she's coming in tomorrow, which, I mean, I understand. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh-uh. Oh, I wouldn't either. <laughs> she's working. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. I hate those flights. Yeah. Um, What's up been up with you? I have been working on a problem for seven days, and I finished it today. So I feel Look pretty accomplished go. about that. Look at you. What was the problem? I know. Um, so it wasn't a. So I have to uh, for this one app. I have to do obfuscation, which okay. is basically it turns my code into something that should hopefully be unreadable. Right, so it like takes my names and okay. makes it look all weird and stuff like that, yeah. um, and then does like some proxying and all. It does stuff that I don't understand. I just know that I can no longer read it when certain stuff happened. Um, so that took forever because it the complexities of building an Android app and building it in a different language than Java like added all these layers of complexity to it, where like mm-hmm. certain versions of obfuscation wouldn't run. I actually created a bug with one of the libraries that we use that caused uh, an issue because they looked up stuff by name. And obviously, when you change the names, it stops working. So I had a bunch of uh, weird things to come across. But it's done. It works. It's obfuscated. And uh, I'm pretty happy with it. It's hmm. probably as best it's going to be. So, um, Oh, and the worst part that it took so long is it only works on a Windows machine. But I have a Mac, so I would guess, right. check in code, and then see if the build failed or if it worked. So a lot of a lot of nice. that going back and forth. Nice. Um. So yeah, and then this week we had the Super Bowl. I want to know what you think of the halftime show, and if you're a SpongeBob fan <laughs> and got the reference oh or liked the reference. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was looking at Reddit the entire time. You know, I was I saw the Reddit thing where they had the um. What was it? They did like a petition, I guess, um, to do it. And then Maroon 5 tweeted it. You know, they had that like part of their um, teaser on Twitter. And then Mercedes Benz Stadium put it on their Twitter also. And there was like, oh my God, it's going to happen. And then when it actually started playing, and then they cut it off, and then it goes into sicko mode. I was like, "What? What? what what's going on?" <laughs> really it was going... a terrible transition. I know, right? A horrible transition. And then, then the worst part was that they actually had when they bleeped out portions of the of the halftime show when um, uh, when he was singing sicko mode. And I was like, "Wait, oh are, they having, are they having issues?" Or like, because it just nope. went totally black. I was like, "What?" And then, then it later it was like, "Oh yeah, well he swore, so they had to bleep it out." I was like, "What the heck?" Like, that's really bad. Yeah, I know. As a yeah, professional, yeah. if you can't hold back on that, that's really bad. But yeah, yeah. And then it was like, "Oh yeah, every time, every new song, um, Adam Levine took off a piece of clothing." I was like, "Oh my god, nobody." If I don't know if you I noticed this, but he threw off his jacket. Yeah, saying. Yeah. Put on another jacket, yeah. and then threw that one too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just so that we're clear. And then took off the shirt. Yeah. Of course. Have yep. you have you seen? So, is Super Bowl tradition? Um, there 
is a group text that starts between me, my brother, and two friends of ours. And mm-hmm. we just, for the entire Super Bowl, just send memes to each other as stuff happens. Okay. Yeah. So obviously, you know, Patriots, you know, Tom Brady kneeling in front of the refs going over the game plan about what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, the Pretty common, strong. yeah, the common, you know, paying off all the refs. Oh, yep. yeah. Um, and uh, he sent me one yesterday that got me laughing of it's Adam Levine with his shirt off, but they photoshopped it to have Michael Scott's face. And they edited all the tattoos. So instead of California, it said Scranton. He had Toby's face in the corner and like all these references. And then it had Prison Mike face. Yeah. Yes. It was. <laughs> I'll send you uh, the picture. Um, it was hilarious. It was. If I mean, because I know you like The Office too, and it was. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty funny. I saw there was a meme on uh, Dunder Mifflin subreddit where uh, people when uh, Dwight shows michael that he isn't wearing a wire and he just like drops pants and brings up a shirt yep. and it's like yep. adam, adam levine is um pasting over <laughs> dwight and then america is pasted over michael <laughs> uh that's funny uh yeah that was and, and there was like oh i don't mind i was like I, I don't really care to see his nipples like yes i don't want to see that um, everybody thought they had bro with his on his right nipple but it was just dr it was it was weird but anyway yeah um, were you yeah. voting for the Patriots, or were you rooting for someone else? Oh, no. Rams, of course. Of course. But, I was actually you know, rooting for the Saints, but uh, sadly they did not make know, it to I'd the rather Patriots. have the Patriots win and the Falcons dome than the Saints, because the Saints are – I don't like the Saints. So. Okay. Well, that's yeah. fair. Um, you know, they, they finally got what they deserved anyway. So. <clears throat> wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So <laughs> – Super Bowl side, how was your week? Did you have anything else going on? Not really. Uh, we're, we're gearing up to uh, move next Friday. I was so actually just going to ask you. I feel like that was that's coming up pretty soon. So next yeah. next Friday. Yep, next Friday we're moving. We've got a couple friends and her parents coming down to help us move. Um, nice. So that'll be that'll be nice to move into a different place. Yeah. So, what are you most excited about oh, the yeah. new place? Um, the lack of weed smell. Yes. Lack of weed smell, ah. I think, is probably yep. the biggest thing. <laughs> and Fair. just the general non ghettoness of it. I guess yep. It, yeah. Yep. I gotcha. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so, yeah. diving in to today, um, I would say, before we start anything, so we're going to cover, for everyone listening, um, I have to give a, a demo next week about VS Code. Um, and Ricky and I were actually talking about text editors and IDEs for the week before. So we're going to do an episode on that. Yes. But before we do, I want to cover a couple other things. Cause you actually mm-hmm. had some things in here that I did not know about. So yeah. Number one, HoloLens two. Yes, I did not. Is. I heard rumors that they were coming out with another one, but I did not know. Well, everybody, I don't think that like they confirmed, confirmed it, but it's like the creator of HoloLens is slated to speak. At um, build Microsoft F build yeah yeah um so that's, that's May, pretty though. dead giveaway or what is, is that May whatever or the March? whatever February February twenty seventh is um is that when he's talking Microsoft I don't know what events the twenty seventh oh open registration starts on twenty seventh okay so it's yeah, actually yeah. May all right well, what the heck 
to see Let's was see, Microsoft month. build dates May 6th through the 8th. That's what I yeah. thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I would I would totally believe they're announcing it at build. Um, yeah, that makes sense to overshadow Google's I/O. Yes. Because right. they're I the screw, same. I days. screwed that one up. But yeah. Anyway, they still. But still, nonetheless, they're coming out with Hololens too, probably. Yep. Based, I would believe that's that. Based on who is speaking. So. Gotcha. Yeah. I would. That'd be. Very, that. And I think. And I read like a article about it earlier, and they're trying to go more consumer with it. I think this time around, instead of just so high level usage and developers, just basically, you know, kind of like how Google glass was with basically just for developers to screw around with, see what they can do. Yep. It's like, I think they're trying it to turn it into more consumer level, you know, more consumer price too, because I mean, $8,000, that's nothing to sneeze at. I mean, that's a lot. Right? Yeah. Well, here's the so other thing too. Can... So they, hmm. the, what I've, actually reading here i thought i saw this this week and i just found it on my phone um microsoft has been also submitting patents for a new ar headset um and it looks from the patents more consumer based than uh business based you know more like just a singular so if you see glass i was gonna say more like just a pair of glasses rather than the uh the whole around the head i mean those Mm. things if you've ever worn a hololens they're heavy Really? Okay. Yeah, they're they are. I'd heavy. imagine so because you have have all those components in there. You know, it's like right, and it's not just one piece; it's two, and um, mm-hmm. you know, because it bends over. Well, this also would be good because, like, for what we were looking into it for at work for VGIS, you know, instead of having this huge headset you have to put on, just put on a pair of glasses. That's ten times better. You know. Yes. Um. Yep. Much easier, much more effective, especially with hard hats if you're out in the field. Um, so that would be nice. And, yep. you know, when you think about this, is the it, looking at this picture that they have for the patent, like, this is yep. this is what you would think the evolution of HoloLens, this is where you would think it would go. It just, it's yep. logical. Yep. That, no, I totally that'd agree. Be great. Yep. Um, so I'm, if they announce that, I'm going to be excited about it. That'd be great. Um, I'm interested to see what the form factor is. Yeah, if they make we'll it smaller, see. that's going to be great. Oh, man, that'd be great. Um, and HoloLens 1 will come down, too, and can screw around. <laughs> yeah, that's screw around with that, yeah. 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 Um, right. So, next thing before we dive into the topic. So, you're the second person to mention this to me today. Mm-hmm. And now I'm kind of intrigued. Apex Legends. Mm-hmm. Sell me on it. All right. Make so me want to like play this game. If Fortnite grew up, basically. All right. Now, what I mean by that. Okay. So, you know how in Black Ops 4, uh, you can, while you're sprinting, you can slide and shoot? Yep. They got that. Um, Okay. You can, it's more realistic in the terms, not of like PUBG realistic, but more realistic in terms of how many things you can hold, how mechanics work, um, length of time to revive somebody, length of time for a lot of things, honestly. Yeah. Um, it takes longer. It's more, you have to do something um, intentional. Gotcha. Right? Um, I did, so I did the training part of it, and I didn't, they didn't mention anything about building. I'm not 100% sure if there's building. I don't think there is. Um, but, we, I mean, we could, uh, well, I'll play it more, obviously, and see if there yeah, is. Yeah. Um, but and you uh, have Apex the demo? Legends, do you know? Do you know that where it's set? What universe it's set in? 
I do not. I don't know if you um, know. No, Titanfall. I don't. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It's, it's gotcha. in the Titanfall universe. So, um, in it, it's kind of it's not like a sequel to Titanfall. Everybody thought, oh, it's a sequel to Titanfall. No, it's just Titanfall gotcha. universe. Um, now it's also nice because you also have so you have different characters. So instead of it just being a free for all for everybody's basically on the same playing fields, same characters. The only difference is co- uh, cosmetics in Fortnite. Yep. yep. In this one, you're doing more class based stuff, like think Rainbow Six, where you're going to have your medic, you have your um, yep. heavy weapons, you have your shield, you have your drone guy, you have um, you have somebody for poison stuff. Um, yep called caustic in apex um so you'll each have your own special abilities right um and then they each can use those special abilities and it it makes it more team based than fortnite where it's kind of just like you know it kind of free for all almost yep right yep um so now you have to think about how are you going to do with classes you know what are you going to do um so that's kind of nice. Um, Cross-platform, it looks like, right? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Um, and the graphics of it, too, are really cool. I, I like it, personally. I don't like the toony version of Fortnite. You know, yeah. Like, I'll, you know, I'm not uh, like I'm not a fan of Fortnite, but I'm not going to like uh, say that's horrible. Like People like it, sure. Agreed. Really. Like, I don't Agreed. care yep. if you like it. I just don't care for it. Um, yep. Some people do. I'm with you. Yep. But uh, this one, it has it's more of like a war torn universe, and it's more desolate area. It's not as green and lush. It's more like you got your uh, more uh, desert styles. Yep. You know, um, man, there yeah, uh, are minimum you requirements too. Hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say I was actually just looking through some of it. Um, you can tell it's an EA game when their minimum requirements are six gigs of RAM. Just throwing yeah, that out I mean, there. <laughs> but it is like Fortnite in the point where it's like nothing you buy is going to give you an advantage. True. So, that's good to so know. So like, yep. okay. that's, oh, you know, so like who cares, right? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> um, yep. But it does run on my Xbox One S, so yep, fine. Which is great. So if it runs on Xbox, then I'm happy. Right, that's exactly. all I need. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I liked it uh, just from the little bit I've played. Gotcha. Um, I think you. I think you'd like it, honestly, because I know you I, didn't like Fortnite. I think you. I think you tried it out with me. It's once. not that I didn't like Fortnite. I just didn't get into it. You right? just didn't get. Yeah, I think with this one, it it's more realistic in the terms of you're, it's a first person too. It's not third person. Okay. Which I I love that so much more. I hated the yep. third person because it's like I don't know. It's just not as realistic. And how yep. they just how they just do think different mechanics, same mechanics. It's just in a different way, and I think they implemented it better, right? Gotcha. Yep. Now, the biggest thing that people like, though, is that you don't have to talk to people. You just don't have to. So there's a there's a um, whole mechanics section for saying um, there's an enemy here. There's somebody that was just here. You can yep. point. There's a weapon here. There's a weapon there. Um, I'm right here. Or let's go to that point. All based, all with buttons. Only buttons. So is it team based? It's not every man for himself. Well, I think it's kind of like Fortnite uh, trio mode. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, that would make um, sense because you're gonna have three people. There's you can have three people, but I think you can also have solos. 
Gotcha. So it just depends on how many people you have in your party at the time. I'm following you. So. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I gotcha. Cool. Um, so you can't be I'm, anti. Uh... So it's nice because like sometimes like in Fortnite, if I wanted to talk to people, it's usually some nine year old um, screeching into the mic. against nine year olds? Like, no, man. it's annoying. Hey, it's fine. Ten year olds, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like, it's just like they're just so loud and obnoxious and yeah. it's like there's a lot of people who are loud and obnoxious and it's just like I can't play like this so I just shut you off and sometimes yep. they do throw out some good call outs but it's like is it really worth it eh, not really eh, yeah, yeah yeah I got gotcha. you so, yeah which is totally fair I I get that right um, I I will say from how it looks I'm going through the website um, I will give it a shot there's no yeah, harm in actually, downloading actually it. we should play together just to All right, so I'll give it a shot. Ricky and I will try to play together within the next two weeks, mm-hmm. and then we'll talk about it again on the next episode. I yeah. can do that. I can play once. Yeah, we'll do play that. once. See if you okay. like it. All right. I will say right. I've, getting, I've been having time again to play Xbox, and uh, I actually started that's playing good. Rocket League. Ooh, that's a fun game. It is, actually. I, would, I was surprised. I, thought, it, I don't know why, but I found it really hard. <laughs> I think I just oh, really? didn't play it enough. I, I don't know why. I think I just wasn't so used to the mechanics of it, but eh. yep. I think it looks fun, though. I think it was fun. It was just hard it, for me to get used to it. It took me about like 10 games or so to get into it, um, yeah, yeah. but you do get used to it after a while. It's just a whole different way mm-hmm. of thinking how you do it. Um, mm-hmm. Right. So, Yep. All right. Into the topic of today. Uh, IDEs. IDEs and text editors. So, Ricky, do you know, editors, yes. do you know off the top well, of your head? Well, see, that's why I had that question down. Why, what is the difference between IDE and text editor? Okay. I was just, just going to ask here's you. Here's what I think it yep. is. Do it. All right. <laughs> um, text editor is literally just that. It's a text editor. There's nothing fancy about it. Nothing, nothing really special. Now, IDE is interactive development environment. Oh, nice. Is that what, that, is that what IDE so. is? Okay. I think so. I was just guessing on that one based on context. Oh, wow. Context, Maybe you're not right. It um, sounds right. It sounded right. Integrated development, development. Developing. Integrated. Development. Integrated development environment. Yep. See, you were so oh, close. Okay. So I'll give it to you. Close. That was good. All right. Yep. Um, and now with that, though, it's going to be able to, you're going to be able to uh, run and compile stuff in that. Okay. In addition to, it's going to be smart, like, yeah, I get. In addition to like, you know, you can type in, you can do different codes versus a text editor. You just have to know. I guess. Okay. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Take it away. All right. So I don't have an official comparison between the two, but since yeah. I use both of them interchangeably throughout my day, I'm going to tell okay. you what I think the difference between them is. Okay. So IDEs are the bigger, bulkier programs, right? Like I think by default, the smallest ones like seven gigs to install. So like, it is a what? hefty. Wow. Like, you're committed to it if you install it. Yeah, it's not a small thing, right. and you'll know why in a second. Um, but some of the well-known ones out there are Visual Studio. Um, Eclipse is technically an IDE. Mm-hmm. Android Studio, IDE. Xcode for Mac, IDE. Um, and the concept of an IDE is, for the most part, they're designed for a very specific task. So if I'm using Visual Studio... I am building a .dot .net application. Okay. I could build something else. Not saying it's not possible, but mm-hmm. it's very focused around that. If I use Xcode, chances are I'm building a Mac or an iOS app. So it's only for one code, basically IDEs. Yeah. Again, okay. not saying that it won't work for other ones, but it has right. a very specific workflow in mind. Okay. All 
there. Okay. Um, and that's like, so like when I, I build Xamarin Android apps and I use an IDE for it over a text editor, that's okay. because I have probably uh, this one, what's called solution. So this one app has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve projects to make one app, right? And it, okay. I think the last time I checked, it had over half a million lines of code, right? Dear Lord, okay. Yeah, so there's a lot of stuff, right? And the IDE helps me out because it structures it like it should. It allows good find and replace. It allows um, what's called IntelliSense, which basically because it knows the language will like kind of autocomplete what I'm saying. Right. Mm-hmm. So if I do like, um, you know, new system dot, here's everything in system dot, here's everything in the next one. Um, so it kind of helps, uh, fill in the gaps for you. Um, and then the bigger thing too is for most IDEs, uh, you need an IDE cause it helps with the build process. So, JavaScript and languages like that don't require it to be built. It just runs dynamically. Um, C-sharp, Java, uh, Swift, all those are languages that have to be compiled. So the IDE takes care of that that for you. So like when I have to test this app, I just click run in the upper left and it builds my app and then deploys it to a device, right? So I don't have to think about it. It kind of takes care of that for you. Okay. Text editor, as you said, can be as simple as Notepad. Uh, Notepad plus plus is still another form of a text editor, right? We probably all have mm-hmm. heard of that. Um, and then you can get into it's technically a text editor, but I like to think of it as the middle ground between the two. Mm-hmm. Sublime text, we use that in high school. If you remember yep. that, yeah. I remember um, that. VS Code, which is what we'll talk about today. VS Code um, is a text editor, but it's it can function like an IDE, um, but yeah. it's really what you make of it, right? So right. that's the well, beauty and of what, it. Uh, what extensions you put onto it too, right? And that's what I'm saying. So right out of the box, VS Code is a text editor with right. a few extensions. I mean, I use it like an IDE. It's that powerful. Right. But the important okay. thing is, so when I compile, I guess this is the big function, when I compile code in VS Code, I actually prompt up a command prompt in the thing and do it from the command line, opposed to the IDE, which has this extension that exists on everything where I can just build. Okay. You know what I mean? So oh, like, if, I, yeah. if I'm in Visual Studio, I click, and I'm on a Mac, I click Command-B, and right now it's building my code. If I want okay. to build in VS Code, I have an extension that can do that. But by default, I open up the terminal and I type in .NET build. And okay. then run that. So it runs separate from the IDE. Mm-hmm. Or right. from the text editor, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, and the beauty of a text editor is it's not focused on one workflow like an IDE. Right. Yeah, Visual can, Studio, I'm doing You can decide .NET. your own workflow. Right. One minute I'll be working in in C sharp. The other one I'm working in TypeScript. I actually, for my demo, for uh, just to show how versatile it is for my demo, I have a project. Let me open it up right now so you can look at all its glory. It's actually in GitHub right now as we speak. Um, to show how versatile it is, I have one project, so one folder, open in the text editor, and I have a C sharp project, C plus plus, Java, JavaScript, PHP. Python mm-hmm. and TypeScript. I can debug, run, and build every single project in VS Code. Oh wow! And that's, and that's one, and two, that's three, four, five, six. Yeah, that's seven right. different languages. Right. 
All in one. As long as you have the right extensions. And I mean, even VS Code, I remember I tried it out before, and it even has FTP built in, too. Yep. Yep. Like, it has a bunch you, of stuff. If you want to, if you want to, you can get an FTP extension. Yeah, they have everything. I think yeah. so. I have I have a total right now of thirty six extensions, okay. Which honestly isn't a lot, and most of them are just for IntelliSense. Like most of them, I don't even need. Right, um, and, and some of them are the to make, make like, my life easier. It, it, right, and the IntelliSense is the thing that pops up and it's like suggests the different Correct. variables or autocomplete or Correct. whatever. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um. So. Uh, that's in my mind the difference between the two. It's probably not the most technical explanation, but nah, you but get it. it. Works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So when you were texting me all this information about if you should use VS Code or Sublime or whatever, what what was your goal? So what's your what are you trying to get out of it? I'm trying to get a web page out of it now, specifically a mapping web page. All right. So that yep. means basically pure JavaScript. Yep. Okay. So I mean, I like the look of VS Code. Personally, I like how it functions, so I was gonna. I started with that. Right now, all I have is just plain old HTML document because I'm screwing around with Esri Code Labs. So they have like these labs where you can just it shows you how to do stuff step by step. Yeah, kind of. So like, if you don't really yep. know how their um, how their API works, it'll show you like, all right, this is what you put in. This is how you get a um, uh, a link to your app on developer yep. on your uh, Esri developer account um, that kind of stuff so it kind of just walks you through it and it's all on JavaScript so that's kind of nice um, so that's what I've been using just because it's like copy paste and then you can figure out if you need to change it up or something but uh, yeah that's so here's a lot of the benefits yeah yeah so here, here's a lot of the benefits you get right out of the box with it right so um, for websites it's great so I actually just pinged you an extension that you can install in a matter of minutes and what it does is it's like, oh, you have this HTML web page. You can um, right-click it, and it'll run a live server out of VS Code. So you can just refresh your browser. It'll actually refresh the browser automatically when you make changes. So you can be editing oh, JavaScript, switch to your browser, and all the changes will be there. That's real hot. Okay, I, I like that. Okay, so there's number one, right? By installing one extension, okay. you just gained all that functionality, which is great. Um, and you can see on the preview, they actually have a GIF running of uh, what I'm talking right. about here. You know? That's so cool. Yep. Um, the other thing uh, that's really nice is, um, as you said, so the benefit of VS Code is that it's just customizable, right? So literally, right. if you go to VS Code and uh, I'm trying to find it real quick. If I go to Preferences, and I'm on a Mac, right? Preferences, Settings. I can search any settings, but actually the settings are uh, basically a giant JSON file. So in every project, uh, if you want to create custom settings, you just create a folder called .vs code and then okay. settings.json. And literally based off what folder I open, I can have my entire project look one way versus another. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I so like you that. can literally okay. be like... Um, and you, I mean, I mean, anything to anything where like for my one project, I want my cursor to blink. And then the other one, I want it to just be a solid thing, like in a text editor right. or um, I want it to hover when I hover over code to show me what it is in this one project, but not in the other one. You can literally just toggle all these flags. And mm -hmm. the benefit 
of it being a file in the project is you can check it into source control. So that way, if I switch machines, it has all my same settings, whether I'm on a Mac, Linux, or Windows machine, my settings get shared across that project. Huh. Nice. Um, okay. And you can even do that with extensions. So they, I have one project out there now for uh, the team that I have now at my job, where I set up the VS Code fold, the VS Code folder to have tasks. So if you c- click uh, Command Shift P and do tasks, you can see all the tasks that you have run. So I have like a build task, run my tests, um, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I also have an extensions.json. So Excuse me. If someone gets this project for the first time, VS Code will see that extensions.json file and be like, hey, for the optimal workflow, you should install these five extensions. So I have like VS Test as a recommendation, GitHub as a recommendation, um, OmniSharp as a recommendation, and then it'll just install them and then you're set for that project. Okay. All right. Um, and that's another big benefit and I think a, a reason that... VS Code has been killing it so much lately. The, mm-hmm. uh, as you know, Microsoft bought GitHub, common thing that we'll keep coming back to. Mm-hmm. Um, they have this new extension for VS Code that lets you basically do everything GitHub related in VS Code. Um, there's even an extension just on this out here. I was looking up fun extensions the other day. Right. There's an extension to order order pizza from VS Code. Seriously? Yep, you can just f- order pizza. <laughs> So, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they're super easy to make. Most of them are open source, if not all of them. Of course, right? Um, VS Code itself was actually the most contributed to open source project last year on GitHub. Really? Yep. Wow. So it has a lot I mean, of support. People just seem to, like, obviously, it seems like just people just like it. Yep. You know? Yep. Like, just can do everything. So, yeah. what do you think of Visual or VS Code so far? As you've kind of been starting it, um, it's easy to use, but at the same time, though, like you kind of have to know some back end stuff, like how I don't know. I guess kind of like how to run things. Like sometimes it's not self explanatory how to do things, but like I guess mm. it probably would be if I was more experienced with um, other. IDEs or, or uh, text editors, right? Yep. Um, and um, I think that's that's part of it, right? So right. an IDE would probably fill in a lot of the blanks for you, right? Like, oh, I started this web project. I'm just going to click run and it's going to figure it out and it's going to do its own thing, right? Um, so you, you have those trade-offs where in an IDE, it would do a lot of the work for me. Mm-hmm. But uh, because in your case, uh, coding isn't my full-time job and it's not something I do, I don't want to waste... 10 gigs of hard drive space in my computer uh, for this. You know what I mean? So I'm going to install it, maybe find a couple extensions, and then, you know, I'll be set to go. Right. You know, you got those trade-offs. Hmm. Um, yeah. But, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to do this live server thing as as you're talking, and that is not working. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I, I, will, I, will, I will admit, um, so, so the live... Just- yeah, go so ahead. The live server is is really good, but uh, I Visual Studio came out with an update yesterday, actually yesterday afternoon. Right. And I think live server broke it. Okay, that would explain it because I am not seeing anything. I'm not seeing anything that tells 
you that you should be able to see. <laughs> yeah, so there you so, go. So you must it. have the version that came out yesterday of, of VS Code. and uh, Right, and because it literally just updated, so... Yep, that so sense. that's what it is. But there's already a bug, and people are working on it, right? I actually right, right. just got closed 22 hours ago. And, yep, they already fixed it. So they're working on it. But hmm. um, anyway. But even though, yeah. how, how long did it take you to install and try that extension? 30 seconds? Yeah, it was like literally just click it, install, restart, and you're good to go. It's like yep. super easy. Yep. Um, so that's, you know, another great thing about Visual or VS Code is that it's just... So super easy to use. It really is. It, it really is. is like yeah. super so lightweight. And I mean you can make it heavy, but chances are you're not really going to be doing that. Right. And it's totally up to you, right? So I can totally just mm-hmm. disable all of my extensions if I don't want to use them anymore, uninstall them, reinstall them. Um the big benefit for me is with all the projects that I'm working towards now, I can switch from my Mac to my Windows machine and expect the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like all my extensions sync between the two of them. And it's like IDEs either work on one platform. So they either work on Mac or they work on Windows. Or if they are cross-platform like uh, Visual Studio, they look completely different. Like they're not even, they're not even built by the same team. They're completely different. So VS Code's nice where if you look at the screenshots on a Mac and then look at the screenshots for a Windows, they're the same thing. It, to the T, the same exact wow. thing. Yeah, that's awesome. That that's nice, especially if you're switching frequently. Exactly. Yeah, and then especially if you're upload, if you're you have the GitHub uh, extension on VS Code, you're uploading GitHub, open up your Mac, and boom, it's there, right? Yep. Yep. And then it's exactly the same. You don't have to learn anything different. You don't have to be like, oh crap, that's how I do it on my Windows. Right. Actually. How do I run tests on my Mac versus run tests on my Windows? Nope. Right. It's just the right only difference there. is Alt is now the command button, and that's literally it. Basically. Exactly. Yeah, all the shortcuts are the same. It's mm-hmm. just switching that one thing, right, um, right. and it's great. Um, I mean, I love it. So, so now, what is your favorite IDE or text editor? Or, jeez, I mean, do you, you use it based on what you need it for, though? Right. Yeah. So I would say I used to use Visual Studio for everything. Okay. So I was doing web development, mobile app development. Um, and I would use Visual Studio for everything, um, just because that's what I was used to. I had all my tools installed. Yes, it was clunky and took forever to start up, but it was what it was. Um, then VS Code came out and it started gaining traction. It left out. It went from preview to GA, and then had all these extensions. Um, and it was open source, so I was like, "Oh, okay." So I'm mm-hmm. a fan of everything open source, right? So if, if there's changes, I'm just gonna go make it myself. Um, and I think the big selling point is that it's just so lightweight that it was just became, it sped up my workflow like 10 times. Like it was just right. so much easier. So I would say all of my projects at this point are actually on VS Code. The only ones that aren't are uh, Android and iOS apps. Mm-hmm. And that's because they're already so complex that they actually just aren't supported in VS Code, no matter what you do. Um, you can't debug apps. You can't, you know, it's because I can't connect a device to my Mac and VS code won't debug with that device. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of like really the only limiting factor. However, there are a couple projects that are supposedly support VS code. So, and they're, they're built by Microsoft. So 
they're marked as unofficial, but because they're built by Microsoft, it kind of shows that VS Code will probably have support for mobile devices soon, which is great. Um, what do you mean by what? By oh, like being able to make stuff for mobile devices? Correct. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So like right now, all like my Xamarin Android app, I have to use Visual Studio. I tried porting it over, and you can't do it. Right. There's right. just too much going on. Right. It takes your C sharp binds to java it finds the device runs adb connects to the device you know mm-hmm. all these things that just if i were to do it through vs code it would be so many steps it would be like every time an update came out i'd have to redo something right um so not to say it's not possible i think they're definitely working on it but yeah um that's i used to use visual studio for everything i now only use it for mobile apps everything okay. else is VS Code. So I have web application, Docker images, um, right. shared libraries, open source code, um, you name it, I use uh, VS Code. The other thing, I'll say this too, so my Surface Go, we've talked about before, mm-hmm. VS Code is so lightweight, I can program on my Surface Go with VS Code. So I don't have enough hard drive space, or nor do I want to take up that much room installing visuals yeah installing an ide or visual studio so i installed vs code and granted it's not like my builds are incredibly fast but i can code like i've done it on an airplane and had no issues um so that's a huge benefit is now it's just you can program on all these machines yeah especially on that go that's awesome it is. I'm not saying it's like the most efficient thing ever right because a 10 inch screen i'm like no but like like, you need to do a quick change or two or if like yeah, you know, it's actually saved me a couple times, like right? I mean, that's... exactly. Yeah, so I mean, like want, I have a couple you personal MacBook on your on an yeah. airplane. I mean, you're, you're bringing I have it, a... but like, eh. yeah, I don't want to take it out of my bag and all that stuff, right? Nah, um, nah. So it's easy. I you know throw my bag in the overhead bin and just grab my Surface Go, and I'm set for you know eight hours, no problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And right. uh, mm-hmm. it's just one of those things where it's not like I would do it every day in my Surface Go, but it's handy enough for a couple open source projects I have that I just do in free time. It gets the work done. Yep. Right. So, uh, yeah, I would say it's great. And it's, it it literally is the best way to describe is VS code is that perfect, um, in between of notepad plus plus and a full on Mm -hmm. IDE, right? It can be anywhere in between based on how you extend it, which is awesome. So, um yeah all right any other questions ricky we're getting towards the end of time here i think that is it from me so yeah i think i'm gonna be using vs code just because i'm just doing straight up javascript and which it's great for i don't even have to do css that's all handled by esri actually so nice nice. yeah which is great um yeah nice yeah well i hope that live server thing works soon let me know if it doesn't oh no i mean it's it's not a big deal just to keep on hitting, just to hit refresh in my Chrome. I mean, that's not a big deal, but it's yeah, nice. Yeah, <laughs> something the world. But if you can get to work, get to work. But easy enough. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we want to encourage you to review. Find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, CastBox, all the good stuff. If you have questions, want to hear more, want to see how we use VS Code, you can email us podcast at theengineerofwhat.com or go to the website, theengineerofwhat.com and click the contact button at the top. Uh, we thank you all for listening. This is Nate. And this is Rick. 
Thanks for listening.